Welcome, welcome, welcome to Run Mama Run. I'm your host, Michelle Schroff. Run Mama Run is a community of women that love, cheer, and desire the absolute best for each other. Give us a follow on Instagram, runmama.run, and Facebook, and our website. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Run Mama Run. Today our guest is Mariah Bowman. And Mariah, I'm so happy you're here today. Thank you for having me. Sure, sure, sure. My main purpose, actually the only purpose why I wanted to have you on the show was because I wanted to share your story. And your story is you are absolutely a true overcomer. You've not only conquered so many challenges, but you've done it joyfully, which isn't easy to do. And you've done it with such grace. And thank you, because it's been such a, a testimony to me when I'm struggling and I'm like, you know, poo-poo hearted about every little thing. And I'm like, oh, I see you. And I'm, you're just always so joyful. And, and you know, I just kind of want to segue into just immediately asking questions because there's so much. And I don't want to have to feel like we're squeezing it in, but we kind of are. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. No, okay. you have such an interesting and amazing life. And it and it's a like I said before, you are such a true testimony to what God can do. And um, recently I had talked to you a little bit about, you know, your husband. He's in the military. He's in the reserves. And he ended up going away for training, correct? Yes. And was away for about a month extra because of COVID. And when I asked you, hey, that's got to be hard. And your response was something along the lines of, oh, no, 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 no. I have it easy. There, there are families that are separated for like almost a year. So I'm really blessed. And I was like, oh, my gosh. If my husband's got an extra two days on a business trip, I'm like, you know, in a fetal position crying. <laughs> so now where does this outlook come from? Um, just strength. Yeah. Just just strength from the Lord. And yeah. Mainly my children. Yeah. I have to be strong for the children. Right. So, so you think that it's something that you just have to step out of yourself? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and is that something that you've like, that's, that's been your life or is it been something since you've had kids? Since I've had kids. Yeah. Since you've had children. And, and now how many kids do you have? I have three. You have three kids. How old are they? Um, I have 11 year old boy. Oh wow. A six year old girl. And a two-year-old boy. Oh, my goodness. So you've got them, like, you've got a toddler, an elementary school, and then your 11-year-old's middle, yes? Yes, he's going to sixth grade. Ah! August is, like, right around the corner. See, that's, like, a whole other podcast in and of itself, <laughs> right? <laughs> it is. It, it is. 11-year-old boy. It is, and the, the mood swings are real. Yes. They are. See, everyone thinks it's just girls. No. No. Sometimes I'm like, you should have been a girl. <laughs> 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 and he's just like, why? He's like, oh, that's me. <laughs> Especially eleven year old boy, huh? Yes. <laughs> you actually you have three of the most beautiful children I have ever seen. Thank you. And my daughter had taken um I guess family pictures of y'all. She did. Sky did. Yes. And she told me actually today, she said, So who are you interviewing? And I told her and she goes, oh, I love Mariah. She goes, Her children are so well behaved. So you're doing a good job, girl. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that really does mean something because sometimes I'm like, oh, I hope I'm doing this right. Right? Because, <laughs> right? You know, you, you can read all the books. You can, And then you're like, wait a minute. Where in the book does it say, what do you do if your kid is throwing his shoes out the car window? Like, literally, it's like. Or throwing a tantrum inside the store. Yeah. That, and, and that's something that's pretty basic because every kid does that. 
But we still don't have answers, do we? No. No. Frustrating, huh? It is. <laughs> it's just so Just frustrating. breathe. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's so true. It's like, because if you're breathing, you can't yell. Right? Yeah. Maybe the, the look. Yeah. Uh, that look, you know? Mm. <laughs> but can you do the look while you're breathing? No, I can't. No. <laughs> Maybe with the flared nostrils? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Um, you know, when we had talked before planning on doing the podcast, you had shared some things with me that I did not know about you. And what I discovered was that your life really has just, it's been riddled with a lot of trials. And you shared with me that you were adopted by your grandparents when you were 10 years old. Tell us, tell us what that looked like. I was. Um, so actually, I started off with um, my grandmother, my uh-huh. mother's mother, um, from the time I was born up until three, oh. and then she passed away. Oh. And then I moved in with my mother's father mm-hmm. and his new wife. Mm-hmm. And when I turned of age of 10, they adopted me. Nice, nice. Now, did you know your biological parents? I do. You, you still, you're still in touch and everything? Uh, the, the relationship is very strange. Um, yeah. They were both um, incarcerated for okay. a very long time. Okay. So it was out of necessity. Yes. It was like, okay, mom and dad have to go away to, to serve time. So you ended up with, so you moved around quite a bit. I did. So now, were you ever in foster care? Or never. Never. So you went from family member to family member, basically. Yes. Oh, wow. Now, was it your... So you went to two separate grandparents. Yeah, it's a little confusing because my, my grandfather was married to my mother's my, biological mother. Got it. But then they divorced, and then uh-huh. my grandfather met a new one. Got wife. it. Okay, so it was your mom's... Uh, parents yes okay okay I got a little confused oh it's so confusing it's so confusing sometimes I have to like stop and think and be like wait am I explaining this right yes yes well and I mean and even you you're just there is something about you that and, and and I don't know if it's it's because you've been through so much that you're just kind of like, hey, this is life and I'm thankful for what I have or, you know, and it's it's such a, um, a sweet incense. It really is of what it means to live through trials that you don't always have to come out the other side being bitter and angry with people. You can truly forgive and you can truly move on. Um, that is so true. It is. It, it, well, I've seen that with you. I can't say that necessarily for myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> It probably is happening, but you probably just don't realize it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You definitely have a strong relationship with the Lord. I mean, I see you um, as you walk through difficulties and you're just like, you know what? God's good. God's good. He's got us. He's got us. I'm not going to worry about this. And it's it's one of those things where you just go, I I can literally throw a temper tantrum over the smallest thing. and, And then... You, go, you you so badly want to compare, you know, your trials to everyone else, but those trials are the trials that God has chosen for you, and you have absolutely shined through them, and I'm so thankful for that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it has been definitely a learning process in faith. Yes. Try trial. Yeah, um, yeah. The boundaries were definitely tested. Yeah. Still being tested, mm-hmm. and it's just having to refresh my mind every day and just remind myself mm-hmm. that, that he is there, right. that it's, it's going to be okay no matter what. Oh, that's so good. I have to think like that. Yeah. Just yeah. Just because I can be crying one day and then happy the next, mm-hmm. but. Right. Well, what good is that, right? Well, and even just the, 
the idea of, you know, constantly renewing our mind, you know, like you had just said, it's not just a matter of, oh my goodness, I'm just going to forget about all of this. And, you know, Jesus take the wheel. You're literally saying you have to actively be pursuing the Lord as you're, you know, you, like you said, there's boundaries, there's borders, there's things that you're like, oh my goodness, I'm being pushed in this area. So, you know, what a great reminder that our, our faith isn't just something that we have or that we inherit from someone. It's actually something that is living and growing every single day. Exactly. So, and actually kind of, not that I want to change the subject because I always <laughs> love to talk about Jesus, but because <laughs> I do, Amen. <laughs> right? Um, but you also shared your love story. Uh, about oh, you and Steven. Yes. It is the sweetest thing I've ever heard. It's just, a, I think it's just a funny story. It is just, <laughs> I, it's just, I still always wrap my, my brain around it. Because right. it's just, we started off in high school. Right. Um, just as friends in ROTC. Uh-huh. Um, I had, which is being a loner, I decided to join ROTC just for something different. Right. I was thinking of maybe pursuing the military uh-huh. after high school. Uh-huh. Um, and I met him there. And we just were friends, uh-huh. um, graduated. I had my son. We did our own separate life things. I actually was at my grandparents' house um, getting ready one day, and my grandpa happened to call me, and he said, Mariah. And I said, yes. He said, come downstairs. I'm like, okay, your friend's here from high school. You're my friend. Right. What friend? So I go <laughs> down there, and there he is. And um, in ROTC, we go by uh, last name and first name. Uh And so his last name was Bowman. Uh And so I was like, your last name's Bowman, right? He said, yes. Sadly, I don't remember your first name. (laughs) Sadly. (laughs) Right. With the military, that's how it is. Yeah. Uh (laughs) And yeah, and that's what it was. Uh Now, why was he at your house? Because when you first told me, you left out that part also. And I was like, that's a little creepy. (laughs) Okay. Okay, yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me back up. Um, he was there for uh, to do work. Right. My grandfather, my grandfather had hired him. Um, the company he worked for, <laughs> which was a, a air duct company called right. um, Air Duct Medic, uh-huh. they hired them to come out to do the air ducts. Oh my goodness! And then, and that's what it was. He saw a picture. He saw a picture of me and the kids, and he uh-huh. was creepily, creepily staring at the picture. <laughs> and my grandfather caught him, and he was like. What, what are, are you, you doing? doing? He asked him, what are you doing? Uh-huh. And then Steven got scared. And he was <laughs> like, oh, oh, I, I know that girl. Uh-huh. And that's when my grandfather was like, oh, well, she's here. Oh, my and goodness. And that's when he called me down. So when you came downstairs, you were like, hey, literally, literally, yes. And then did you guys exchange numbers? We did. Um, he asked for my number, uh-huh. and I got his number. Uh-huh. And um, the next day, he actually he texted me and said, would you like to go on a date with me? Wow. And it was something different. He said, let's, um, let's go out shooting. <laughs> I'm like, shooting? What? Whatever made you think that I'd do that? <laughs> I don't know, but that, it was something that different. That totally sounds like my husband. Actually, that's what we did today on a date. Oh, <laughs> I bet you had fun. I did. I had so much fun. And now, you know, of course, me, I, that's totally not my thing. I wasn't in ROTC. I never, I never shot a gun until him and I had, I don't even, I actually think we were dating so I was in my mid-20s, Okay. the first time I ever shot a gun. So it's really interesting because you, you had, because you were RTC, and d- now did you, like, is that something you did before? Um, I had went out with a couple of friends uh-huh. out to um, Calibers uh-huh. and out in the Mesa. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So you, so that was something you were familiar with. See, if, if my husband would have texted me and been like, let's go shooting, I'd have been like, shooting. No. Like, pictures <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh my God, what's that? 
<laughs> I'm a little afraid for my life. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. It was fun. That's so cute. And then you guys dated for what about a year? Guys actually no, we dated for um I believe eight months. Oh, but you guys already knew each other. We already knew each other. Yeah. And that's so yes. neat. And it was what was really special was that he took in my daughter mm. immediately. Mm-hmm. And then he met my son. Uh-huh. And it was just perfect. Oh, he just accepted them love like, it. as if they were his. I love it. That's that's funny because I was gonna mention that because you were a single mom to two kids and your kids were not like little toddlers. I mean, your son wasn't he like six years old? I think yes, he, I think he actually, told me yes. that he was like six years old, yes. and and you guys have a two year old together, so you guys have a blended family now. Yes. And now Stephen doesn't have any other children, correct? No. So it's just your, you, y'all's three kids, and you're like seamless. Yes. Totally seamless. <laughs> wow. That's and I, I don't know. For me, it's just like. <laughs> When you, you hear so many horror stories of families coming together and how difficult yes. it is, and, and it sounds like you married a really special guy that was willing to just say, and not saying, oh my goodness, he's a saint because he accepted your kids because you have amazing kids, and your kids, of course, deserve to be loved and valued, and they're totally worthy. And, but they're, and this is something that I think nowadays... Um, it's looked at a lot differently than it was 50, 60 years ago, but you guys are an interracial couple. Yes, we you're are. black. He's now are you're biracial? I am. I'm actually black and Cuban. Oh, well, look at you, girl. <laughs> so, so cook some me some culture. Cuban food. Do you, do you know how to cook Cuban food? No. I oh, wish. I wish. I love so Cuban food. I did not grow up with my Cuban family. Oh, okay. So I do not know a lick of Spanish. Uh, that's okay. Un that's a, <laughs> hey, look at you. Sounds good. Thank you. That's right. Huh? <laughs> and um, so I just grew up with my, with my black side of the family. Right. Okay. So now this is going to be kind of a silly question, but um, I'm learning and I'm, st- I'm still learning right now. And cause I was, I was raised in a predominantly, you know, um, black neighborhood with, you know, Mexican. I mean, it, I grew up in LA. So for me, it wasn't something that I could, I felt comfortable just asking questions to people. So literally I'm, you know, almost 50 years old and I'm like, Hey, I want to ask you a question. So do you identify more with being black than Cuban? Cause I never knew you were Cuban. I do. You do. And do you think it's because you grew up with the, the black side of your family or because of the fact that you see Cubans though, I mean, they're all different colors. Exactly. So so it's hard to really say. So actually, I think that this classifies as Latin. Right. And so um, actually, um, like for applications mm-hmm. or anything that asks you for your ethnicity, right. I always put uh, African-American. Really? Just because I never knew what to classify Cuban right. as. That is interesting. And then at, and up, up until two months ago, I found out that I we do I do have part Latin uh-huh. and um, not just Cuban, but some of the family came over from um, uh, Ireland as well. Really? Yes. That is so interesting. So did you do a, an ancestor or excuse me a DNA test? I didn't, but my uncle did. Wow, you should do it because you may be totally different. I know. I did a DNA test, and it was really interesting because. On my DNA test, it didn't come back the way that I thought it was going to because I was one of those people mm-hmm. that one of those white people <laughs> that was told <laughs> that I was Cherokee, okay. you know, and it's kind of a joke because, you know, we live in New Mexico and we have a lot of folks that were, you know, that Nate that are native that we're friends with. And before I knew 
the truth, I would say, yeah, you know, I'm part Cherokee. And they're like, every white person is part Cherokee. And I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> is that a joke? Or are you serious? And they're like, no, every white person says that. So I was really intrigued. Me and my cousin, my first cousin, decided to both take it at the same time. Okay. And um, our DNAs are very different. And also, like my, I, so, so I went on this wild goose chase because I discovered that I am also black. <gasps> yes. I yes. knew it. That's what my husband said. <laughs> my husband goes, you didn't need to take a DNA test. But <laughs> so I didn't know which one of my parents, because obviously both my parents look white, but it was my mother's side of the family that they said, um, was Cherokee. So I, so then I went, Oh, well I, I do have a little darker complexion. My mom does too. So it's probably my mom's side of the family, Exactly. but I made both my parents take it and it it was on my mother's side of the family. Now my father's side of the family, um, um, my dad, his came back, um, you know, of course European, but there was also a, um, European Jew, which I'd never heard of, but I didn't have it. It didn't register for me because you take 50% of your mother's DNA and 50% of your father's DNA. So it's what's, and that's, what's so interesting about, you know, everything that's going on right now with race and, you know, it's like, we really don't know. We don't know. And it's, and it really, I know um, everything that's going on with the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, and um, I've been told, I've been in debates so many times right. about this of people. And mm-hmm. I just, I try to see the good out of it. Right. But I like to say all lives matter right. just because, yes, the um, black, black African Americans were in slavery. Right. But the, we weren't the only ones in slavery. Right. Irish was also in mm-hmm. slavery and that was right in the same time frame mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they were also being sold just like right. African Americans and um, actually a little fact um, Irish were being sold I believe for 50 cents oh I didn't know that um, uh, so 25 cents more than African Americans huh and so and then you think about our natives yeah right oh my so goodness all lives matter yeah all lives matter yeah well, and you know, the way that I, that's been described to me is right now because of everything that's happened with George Floyd and, and all of the absolute public displays, or I shouldn't say public displays, but it's public because of the technology, Exactly, is that right now, black folks have the microphone because of everything that's happening to them yes. right now. And not saying that it doesn't happen to other people because absolutely positively it does. Obviously not to Irish people because, you know, I can't tell you how many tickets <laughs> I've gotten out of because I too am Irish. And actually, you know, you say that and I do have, because I have d- gone on this ancestry quest, one of my relatives on my father's side was actually an indentured servant and I have the paperwork. Oh, wow. That shows that he is was in, you know indentured to. Now it was of course his choice to be. He had just come to America, and he w- he had chosen to be an indentured servant for a year, I believe it was. Okay. Um. And but but then it said that you know he would have more rights or more privilege or whatever, but you know it's it's really interesting because right now what I'm seeing of course is. You know, black folks are are getting the brunt of it, and they and are. that's why I said, you know, w- as far as identifying, you know, we we don't know what blood runs through our veins, so but we have a tendency because of the way we look, 
you know, the way we look and we could take a DNA test and, you know, mine says that I'm a certain percentage of this or that. Do I identify with what has the greater percentage or how you look? Exactly. Because I'm going to be honest. Once I found out that I was black, I was like, oh, when I fill out that job application, I'm checking <laughs> African-American. Check <laughs> well, bec- and you know, what's funny is I, I did some more research yesterday cause I knew we were going to be doing this interview and I was reading up on the, um, area. Um, it's like, you know, Cameroon, um, Zimbabwe, there's like a, a few different areas that it says that the DNA that the DNA that I have came from, and I read into it, and it does talk about that it was probably folks that were brought over and enslaved. That, and then I go further into my lineage, and I see I have on one side of my family a Union soldier, on another side of my family a Confederate soldier. So, I mean, my DNA is absolutely a walking contradiction. So for me, I, I'm like, who do I identify? Well, I look white, so I do I camp there? And, and it, it is. It just gets so confusing and complicated. Like when you told me you're a Cuban, I'm like, really? Like, wow. Wow. <laughs> now, but I see it, you know? I see it. And your son, too. Your son looks a lot like you. He does. Your older He's son. He's my exact same color yes. versus my other two. They're um, lighter. Yes. Yes. Lighter color. But your children are all gorgeous, but your son does look most like you. He's so cute. Thank you. <laughs> and he's, he's a mixer himself. His dad is um, Cuban. Not Cuban. I'm sorry. Puerto Rican. Oh. Oh, wow. That's a, beautiful people. Look at that. You, girl, you did good. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what are you? Okay. All right. Fine. We can have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> what, can I have some of that? <laughs> I do. I love... I am... I have this weird, and I, I think a, a lot of it has to do with the way that I was raised and my background, because I absolutely, I grew up in a neighborhood that was, you know, a little bit of everything. We Same. lived next to a university that a lot of folks came from the Middle East, from Pakistan, from um, Saudi Arabia, everywhere. India, we had folks from India, folks from uh, China, Korea, everywhere. So, so I was really fascinated. And I remember when I found out that Chinese and Japanese were not the same. <laughs> yeah. Really? I did when I was a kid I was I was shook. I was like, "Are you kidding me? I did not know that." And that is when I think that the light bulb turned on that wow, there are so many different people and so many different cultures in this world and I love to travel. And when when me and my husband got married, we had went to Russia and adopted a child. But in the process, you know, we went to Germany and we were, had a layover in Germany. And then we went to Moscow and then we drove through Russia three, four hours away to get to the orphanage. And, and it's so crazy because that gave me this bug of, oh, my goodness gracious, I want to travel the entire world and meet people and get to know them and see where they came from and hear their stories. Because we all have such a unique story, even here in America. We do. I mean... I, I, for me, I would talk to people in my neighborhood when I was a kid and I'd ask and there was this family, they were from um, Nigeria and they had twins. And when I was nine years old, I used to go to their house and I, w- I was so obnoxious. The, Lizzie and Rosie were their babies. They're twin little girls and I used to go and beg to hold and rock their babies. And they were like, sure, come on in. And I would sit for hours with their babies. And I'm like, they were probably like, who is this white little girl coming over to her? I didn't know them. You wanted something funny? What? I did something similar like, <laughs> when I was little as well. I would go around the neighborhood. 
because I was I was bored. Right. I have two older siblings, but uh-huh. they're a lot older. Uh-huh. So it was just me and my grandparents at the house. Right. And so I'd go around the neighborhood asking people if they had children <laughs> either to play with or to babysit. <laughs> Like I, I'll do it for you. Were probably the busiest teenager in the neighborhood. <laughs> you were babysitting everybody's kids, weren't you? Um, at least two of the houses. That's nice. That's good. You were you you, you were like, okay, I can do two. Two's good. <laughs> two two of them didn't think you were too crazy, is what you're saying, right? Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and and you know what I was kind of getting at before was you know you guys you and your husband are an interracial couple and that's kind of like not a huge deal nowadays is it no it's not yeah but with the current events i am gonna have to say that thing i have noticed things have been different really like um for me Mm -hmm. being in public um i get a lot more stares now Mm -hmm. which i normally don't get right um here's a huge example i went to um a brewery with my friend last weekend Uh um ex novo down in corrales Uh it's a beautiful brewery Uh so relaxing and comfortable some friends of mine um, own it Yes, yeah. uh, Steve-O. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love Steve-O. Yes. He's amazing. He is. And um, I just, I, there was just bad vibes. A lot of people, a lot of really? stares. And and I, I don't know if they Like uncomfortable? Uncomfortable stares. Oh. Uncomfortable stares. And I never had that before. I'm sorry. So it was a little different. Yeah, that's not okay. That's not okay. Now, was Steven with you? He was not. He wasn't with you. Okay. But we did go out yesterday, uh-huh. and we had a couple of stairs. Really? Isn't that crazy? It's like things are now being brought to the forefront of folks' minds, and maybe those um, unconscious biases are surfacing. Exactly. I, and what I like to say is that I, I just feel like right now that God is pulling back the veil and revealing what's really in our hearts, you know, by the things that we say and how, you know, whether we're going to make something political or not, or if we're going to do this or that, or, and, and it's just so wild to me because for me, I want to make sure that my black brothers and sisters do not for one second feel the way that you feel. I, I go to the gym and there's a woman that I am not kidding you. She is there every single day. She's an older lady, and she's there every day. And I, it's confirmed, because this morning when I went to the gym, because I'm not that dedicated, I go maybe three days a week. And the guy in the front, because, you know, they have to check your temperature, and, you know, and he said, wow, you have been here every day since we reopened. And she's a black woman that's so joyful, so kind. And I see her, and I'm like, okay, she needs to, when she looks at me, I'm going to make sure she knows I see her. I want her to know that she's loved, she's welcomed, she's worthy, she's valuable. So I see her, and she's with someone else. And she looks at me, and she just kind of looks away really fast, but her friend looks at me. And I'm like, hi! You know, and you it's so weird because you're wearing the mask, and I'm smiling like crazy. And she's like, hi. <laughs> Psycho. <laughs> you crazy woman. But for me, I just, I'm just like... I don't ever want someone to feel like they have to watch their back or feel funny about existing, you know? So, and not that that's like, oh, you're such a great person, Michelle. No, it's, I think I know how that feels, you know? I know how that feels when I step into a place or a space that I may not be welcomed and not necessarily because of my skin color, maybe because I'm a female or, you know, maybe because I'm older than everybody else. So, it's, it's, it's something that I think I'm just kind of wired that way. And I hope that this woman will actually look at me. 
I'm pretty sure she will. She she's, better. She's tomorrow, that you're I'll super let, friendly. I'll call you tomorrow and let you know. Okay. I'll let you know. Just reach out to her and say, like, hey, yeah. girl. hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, hey, I noticed you've been here every day and I haven't. <laughs> making me look bad. <laughs> right? Oh, my goodness. Now, did you and Steven talk about, like, before you got married, were you like, hey, you know, it's obvious we're different races? Do you, you know? I've never brought that up with the children, like, aspects of the children uh-huh. when it comes to right. their colors. But I did bring it up um, like as a couple. Because uh-huh. obviously I'm colored and right. he's not. Right. And so um, I just asked him, like, oh, why I never, how come we never dated in high school? Or uh-huh. was it because of my color right. or anything? Oh. No, nothing to do with that. Right. We just happened to just be at different paths on right. at different times. Uh-huh. Um, and just that he just loves, he loves everyone uh-huh. of color. He's just, an, he's just one of those people. And that color is not a, yeah. color is just not an issue. He's just one of those people. <laughs> yeah. Now, w- now, when he dated, when he was dating, did he date people of different colors, or did he date predominantly white people? No, different colors. Yeah. He had a mixture. Uh, his hit. Okay, I guess that's the same neat. white yeah. and Spanish. You, uh, oh yeah, that's neat though. That's so cool. Hispanic, I should say. Yeah, that is so cool. I love that. That's so cool. Now, right now, you know, with everything going on, have you have you talked to your kids? Yes. And? Um, uh, my son, is, it's hit the hardest. My daughter, she doesn't quite understand. Right. But she has experienced it at school. Mm. Um, and Damien has as well, mm-hmm. um, just with bullying. And that's your 11-year-old. My 11-year-old. Your 11-year-old's been bullied because of it. Um, they both have, actually. Oh. Um, Damien has about um, his color. Mm. Amelia has about her hair. So it's just one of those. So what do you tell your kids? What do you say to them? It's just okay. They're just, maybe their mommy and daddy just didn't uh, teach them that people Mm. are different. Everyone's different. Mm -hmm. We all have different colors. Mm -hmm. And then I say for my daughter, look at your Barbies. Right. You have this white colored Barbie. You Uh have this tan looking Barbie. And Uh then you have a black Barbie. Right. And what color are you? Right. And then she says, well, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, and it's like, well, you're part brown and white. So does that make you different? She says, yes. I still look at my skin. What color am I? She mm-hmm. says, well, I guess the same. Uh-huh. Am I different? Yes. Now look at daddy. Daddy's, right. daddy's fully white. Is he right. different? Yes. But do we all love the same? Yes. Mm. So you're so gracious the way that you talk to your kids about it, you know. Now, do your kids know about what, what's been going on with the, yes. the murder of George Floyd? Yes. Sadly, my 11-year-old actually saw the video. Okay. And mm-hmm. he is very upset about it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand the police, mm-hmm. um, the police enforcement, I should right, say. Right, 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 right. Um, and that was kind of hard to explain. Right. It really was. How yeah. do you explain to your children? Yeah. The, the people who are sworn to protect us, and mm-hmm. then you see them hurting a man, mm. and then in resulting in death with that man. Right. So what what did you say? And and I'm asking, and obviously you don't have to share, but uh, for me, I'm learning. You know, our with my kids, we've tried to um, make it about the man and not about you know, the position that he holds, but it's difficult, you know, because the kids are asking questions and, you know, we have to tell, you know, there are some doctors that are, you know, that, that do horrible things or have done horrible things to people. And, you know, but my older kiddos are like, yeah, but mom, this isn't the first time. And they, it's been on a video and because we actually had to bring it up with my kids. (laughs) It's And this is kind of like, 
Mm. I'm glad we brought it up, but it was the Jesse Smollett thing. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. So okay. <laughs> I did have to go back and say, hey, guys. <clears throat> but, you know, it was a great opportunity for us to talk about, you know, because I, I, my kids are different colors. I have, you know, I have black, yellow, you know, the, all the color of the rainbow. But with my white sons, I, I did have to tell them, you know, you don't realize this. And this doesn't hit you like it does your other brothers and sisters. But this is this is something that you need to be aware of. You know, now with you, you have two sons. Obviously, your two-year-old you're not having this conversation with. But your 11-year-old, I mean, when he's looking at, at, at the video, because you said he saw the video, you know, what do you say to him? Do you tell do you tell him how he is to interact with the, with the police? Do you tell him, are you afraid that that could, could have been your son or could be your son? I mean, those are all questions that run through my mind. It, those are a lot of a lot of good questions. Um, I answered that question with just because he did ask, "Well, are all all of them bad? Mm-hmm. No, not all are bad. Mm-hmm. Bad, like how you said with the healthcare and everything. Mm-hmm. It, I explained it as it just there's good people mm-hmm. and there are bad people, right? And unfortunately, we have we all sin." Mm-hmm. We all sin, mm-hmm. and I kind of left it at that. Right, I, I didn't know how far to right to to push it or to. Because sometimes with kids, though, you talk more than they, they have more you, questions. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so I was like, I don't know how to really explain this, but just that we all need to love each other, right? And treat each other equally. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. right now, um, I had to explain the riots. Right, um, that there's just a lot of people that are just angry. Right, they're angry and they don't know how to sort through their feelings mm, and that's this good is, this is how they feel like they're going to be heard mm, that's so good mariah because you what, what you're doing is you're making it less about the group and more about the individual you're there are people they're not just a bunch of pe- writers there are people that are doing this and they're not being heard and that's a, that's a really good point because i think we look at property being damaged and and then we start hearing oh but that can be replaced but lives can't and and with with children you don't want to ever give your kids the impression that it's okay to do this oh yeah. oh i made that so clear right i said oh so th- there's peaceful protesting right and then i explained what the peaceful right. i give an example of that right and then and i brought up the riots right with the, the the looting, looting and it. everything yeah and i explained that's bad yeah yeah I know we're trying to make they're trying to make a statement, mm-hmm. but but that's the bad part. Right, right, and it's one of those things too that you know when when you listen to so many different you know so many different voices, the media, or do you listen to this person or that person, or you know, it's is it in fact the protesters that are doing these things, or is it actually people that are coming in and doing? Who uh, only God knows. Only God knows. Only God knows. But uh, us as parents, we have to field those questions, and we have to make sure that our kids. You know, there are times that I have to tell my kids, you know, we're going to put a, you know, put a bookmark right here and we're going to stop right here because mommy doesn't have all the answers right now. And I think as parents, we we struggle with not having an answer. So we may give our opinion or give, uh, well, this is what happened with me or so it's really important that if we don't know that we're really honest with our kids and we we really seek out the truth. And we keep them updated and just say, you know, remember when we talked about this and I told you put, that we were going to, you know, shelf it or put it, put a bookmark there. Maybe we don't know the answers and that's okay because we do believe and trust in a Lord and have faith in him that he has all the answers. 
And we need to make sure that we walk forward in this world and in our lives with our eyes wide open and that we look to him when we're struggling with not having answers or, or finding out answers that we don't like. Exactly. And, and I think that's, you know, for us at least, that's been a, a great way of um, bringing things full circle with the kids so that there, there isn't a, a, a bitterness that develops inside of them. Because that's the worst thing for me is to think that I would ever taint my, my children's innocence. You know, I don't think I need to be that person that brings them... Um, to reality, so to speak. I think this world is, you know, doing a mighty fine job of that. <laughs> oh, exactly. Exactly. Well, it's just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my okay. gosh. <laughs> like, uh, everyone, find some, some, chai, uh, some chai tea. Right. Some chamomile breathe. tea, some lavender. And, <laughs> and breathe. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because um, me and my daughters were talking, my daughters that are parents, and they said – you know what it makes me think of? It makes me think um, the you know when the with the looting and the 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 um, arson and everything. Not the people that are peacefully protesting, but the ones that are acting out in anger and aggression. They said it kind of reminds me of my three year old when they're like they're trying so hard to tell me something, and I'm not listening. So what do they do? They throw a huge fit. And they're like, that's kind of how I'm looking at this is, you know, we need to listen. We need to listen to what's being said and we need to have a dialogue and a conversation. And when people are heard, then they, there, is, there is a contentment that comes with that. Exactly. And um, you can have a compromise and you can listen from another perspective and how important that is that we listen to each other's perspective. Cause I, I've learned so much from you from just this interview, um, you know, being gracious to people because people are people, you know, we're, as far as we're looking at them, as far as, you know, Jesus came and died for all of us. We're all on the equal level playing field when it comes to sin. <laughs> We're all capable. We, are, we all are. <laughs> right? <laughs> even the babies. That's right. Even the babies. Even those two-year-olds <laughs> stealing the cookies. So, and that leads me to my last question. Actually, it doesn't really leave me la- my last question, unless, of course, your answer is that children don't steal cookies. But if there were one injustice that you could change in this world, what would it be? Equal freedom. Yeah. Equal yeah. Freedom forever. Equal freedom on, on all boards mm-hmm. for everything. Mm-hmm. For everything. Um, a lot of us just don't realize um, how much freedom there is mm-hmm. that we're, that could be there. Right. But that actually really isn't there. Right. Right. So just freedom. Yeah. All the way around for everybody. For everyone. That's right. And there's, you know, and, and with that, um, I think we have a long way to go. And I do I think we're capable? I do. And I think we're raising up a generation of, of humans that are going to be more compassionate and more um, attentive. Yes. I really do. Because of what's going on right now, I think it's going to affect the way that we're all raising our children. I already have five that are grown, but I have you know, five little ones right and now. you're doing such a great job oh, with you're them, so by sweet. the way. You're, you're such sweet. a great mother. Oh, you're sweet. You have to say that, or I won't put you on my no. podcast. <laughs> no, no, I'm just really, kidding. No, really. Hey, you signed the her. disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> you signed the little contract that said you had to say that at least once. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, you're such a joy. So are you. That's it. Mariah equals joy. You look up joy in the dictionary. 
There's Mariah's face. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you all so much for joining us at Run Mama Run. If you want to learn more about us, just go to runmama.run. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Run Mama Run podcast. Check us out on social media at runmama.run. And mamas, keep running. <laughs>